everyone, welcome to Young Adult Catholics, a podcast for Young Adult Catholics. My name is Janelle. I'm Kayan. And I'm Daniel. And today we're going to be talking about how to have holy, virtuous friendships. Let's go. <laughs> Daniel, start us off with a prayer so we can get this going. Let's do this in the name of the Father, and Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, uh, we just praise and thank you for another beautiful day of life. Uh, and we just invite you into this conversation. Allow us to... Um, Really figure out uh, who in the who in our lives are the people that you want us to grow with and grow closer to you with. We pray for people to come into our lives that can help us get closer to you, and we can do the same for them. Lead them closer to you, Lord. Um, we invite you to just inspire this conversation so we can help our <coughs> listeners really find people who will help them grow in holiness and us do the same for them. Um, and let us entrust in our Blessed Mothers, we say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Joseph, pray for us. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, we wanted to bring up this topic because we have another episode that has to do with how to be and stay Catholic in college and this really relates to it. It's actually brought up by here by our brother Daniel. So if you want to lead us into this and tell us why you want us to talk about yeah. this and the whole discussion. Um I think uh so like you know as you get older, I, at least for me, my friend group is really like downsized and you have I don't know, just like less people you hang out with because in high school you see the same people. You know you're gonna see your same friends every day. Then you go to college and you're like kinda like this culture shock, I don't know what's the right word, but like this shock of like, wow, like I'm not gonna see my friends every day unless I make an effort to go see them. And then you graduate college, and now it's like you really gotta make an effort to see people. Uh, and so, because before it's kind of this convenience, you see your friends at high school, you know you're gonna see those same people. Over time, the friend groups um, tend to downsize, and you got your certain group of friends that you hang out with. Uh, maybe you got coworker friends, you got church friends, you have high school friends. Uh, maybe some other friends from friends. I don't know, but um, over time, you know, you, your friend group tends to downsize and get really concentrated on the people who you really want to spend the most amount of time with. And and then now I've really realized, like, I really want to spend time with people who really love God. And it sounds so basic, but it's like I want to spend time with people who are going to help me grow in holiness, and I can help grow in holiness. This relationship of giving to each other this covenant almost of like mm -hmm. i'm not asking for anything from you um other than to help me grow closer to our father and i want you to hold me accountable and me do the same thing for you um and not just have conversations of of gossip or conversations of you know um materialistic things that we want to achieve in this world like that's good you know it should be good to want a house and car and stuff like that and uh, uh, provide for your family but like ultimately this is not our home and having those conversations that's what makes me happy having mm -hmm. those conversations with friends that we can talk about God talk about the saints talk about our blessed mother um, and and those conversations inspire us to be holier inspire us to want to be more because we're made for more um, that's what gets me going that's what I really love uh, those kinds of friendships those are the ones I really remember those are the ones mm -hmm. that I feel like saints had as well because there's plenty of saints who are friends with other saints mm -hmm. and like why can't we do that in our own lives you know not saying that we're saints by any means but we're striving for sainthood mm -hmm. and so you should be hanging out with people who are also striving for sainthood that is so beautifully said because 
one about the conversations those are conversations that bring life they're life-giving conversations mm -hmm. that would really our soul needs um, and when it comes to having friends who are also striving for sainthood you know that they don't just care about like what you can do for them but they care about like how can they help your soul yeah. grow and strengthen and become more um, faithful to God and more steadfast in all the difficulties and the trials that life throws at you. So I really love that. I'm, I'm going to be honest, these two people next to me right now, they are definitely saints in the making. And I'm so grateful for their friendship because <laughs> it's like, it's kind of like, you know, when joy is so contagious that you can't help but smile. It's kind of like they're resolve and their desire to grow for holiness grow in holiness is so contagious that i want to do the same mm -hmm. and that's really what virtuous friendships do that's what virtuous friendships are when you're in relationships with people that you could entrust your soul with and trust your heart with and know that they'll help you guard it and know that they'll help you um, remain faithful in your values and mm -hmm. always look towards heaven not at them but towards heaven you know i think we we're in this society where social comparison is so prevalent that it leads to depression it leads to anxiety it leads to lack of life satisfaction but when we stop looking at each other and comparing ourselves to one another and start looking towards the same goal there is no need to look at all those differences and all of those flaws and fatalities that each of us have it's just all about loving one another to help run towards heaven yeah. Amen. um you bring that up and now it literally brought this memory that i'll never forget um i forgot when this was what year this was but i went to confession with the priest and this was the time I was not doing well. Um, you know, I, I suffer from, not suffer, but a lot of the sin that I committed was lustful. And it's a struggle and the cross that I carry. And I remember telling the priestess, and then I told him, he's like, do you have any friends that you talk about this with? And this was at a time, I don't think I was telling like my friends who are part of the faith, I was telling like my secular friends. Yeah. So when I told him, and he's like, well, what do they say? I'm like, well, they say it's okay. He's hmm. like, oh, so do you have friends that actually care? And that yeah. hit me because yeah. in that moment that's when everything connected like there was a reason why I was telling my secular friends not my religious friends because I knew that my <laughs> religious friends would keep me accountable and yeah. I didn't want to or I didn't want to face that the shame etc etc yeah. and I didn't honestly at the time I didn't want to stop the sinning that I was doing but for him to say that and look at me and say like my penance was go to go to an actual friend and tell them what's going on so that they can keep you accountable. Mm -hmm. That stood out to me the most because it's life-giving. Um, it keeps you on track to becoming a saint in the making. Um, and I ever since I heard that, it just blew my mind. And this is not to say that I have given up on my friendships on people who are not Catholic. Um, what made me keep some of those friendships now till today is a reminder that I can help lead them to heaven yeah. through the way I act as a Catholic and through pointing them to Jesus through my actions. So, um, yeah, of course, there was a moment where I was like, yeah, let me just get rid of anyone who's not like Catholic and doesn't <laughs> believe the same thing. And I'm like, it's yeah. not like that. Yeah. It's, it's it's everything can still be a life giving friendship, even if they don't believe in the faith or Definitely. in God. Um, so hearing that from the priest was just like, 
I, I needed that wake-up call because now, um, and as you guys know, if it's listening to our podcast, like, these two know so much about me and they keep me accountable, which is yeah, what I need, which is what I need because at the end of the day, they care for my soul. Yes, say my feelings get hurt if they tell me, don't do that, don't do this, but guess what? Um, they're saving my soul in the process and I think mm-hmm. that's what matters most. 100%. Um, I love what that priest said. Do they really care? I, <laughs> that takes me back. Um, so there was this time when I was really, really struggling um, also with lust and also just all of these countercultural thoughts and values coming at me that I just didn't know what to believe in anymore. Um, especially when it came to premarital sex. I'm like, is it okay? I know that the church says it isn't and it feels wrong, but at the same time it feels nice. I don't understand. Like, like I haven't, I haven't done it, but I don't want to get to that point that I'm going to and that I'm going to regret it. Like, what do I do? And I remember turning to one of my friends that at the time was really just like one of my number one best friends. She was going to be my maid of honor. I was so excited. Um, and I brought this to her and I didn't know that she herself um, struggled with it also and has done it and when I shared it with her like most people who would hear this would probably be all like yeah that's exactly what a friend's supposed to do but she said if you need someone to tell you that it's okay to have sex before marriage I'll be that person for you oh but for me I was (laughs) like that's not what I oh, I knew in my heart you weren't like expecting that no like in my heart I was hoping like she would keep me accountable actually mm. um, I was actually longing for someone to tell me in a loving way that yeah. like you're not alone in this struggle and I'll mm-hmm. help you through it but rather it's all like it's okay if you do it and while some friends may do that for you I just realized like in my heart I felt like I'm settling if I do that yeah. it's I know that's not greatness like it's not doesn't feel right with me. And so at that time, I was completely silent. I'm like, oh, well, thank you. But then months go by and it's still like ringing in my heart. And I'm like, this is not okay. And I brought it up with her. And long story short, we're no longer good friends anymore because I noticed she dropped me as a friend. Um, Wait, she dropped you because she didn't like... It was like, she dropped me because I think it's because our values just clash so much now. We're not the same people that we knew from kindergarten to where we were in college now. It was just so drastic that it hurt me so much that really I couldn't understand the idea of like someone who I thought would be in my life the whole whole rest of my life could no long could choose to no longer want to be in it anymore. I'm like, this is a virtuous friendship, I thought. Mm. But then I realized like, no, she was there for the seasons that I needed her, but she chose to step out because she realized that I wasn't the friend for her season anymore. And then time goes on and I realize, I, I start praying because I, I feel like all my friends are leaving me. <laughs> I felt very isolated and lonely for a while and I was like, who's that girlfriend? Who's that best friend that I could turn to to talk about all this stuff like I just feel so lost and nobody's putting me in the right direction and I want to but I don't want to force a friendship and so that's when I just started praying so consistently every single day especially in college I'm like God I need virtuous friendships I need it so badly studying psychology studying sociology so many things are countercultural and so countering of my values as a Catholic that I'm starting to feel like I'm losing who I am 
and I don't want to. And lo and behold, here comes these two individuals in my life and so many others who have come into my life that I learned like, this is what life-giving friendship is all about. Mm -hmm. This is what it's supposed to look like. This is how it's supposed to interact. And this is how love of two friends are really ultimately supposed to be. Um, yeah. Yeah, like um, thinking about having like a <laughs> having a um, a healthy balance of like I don't know. I guess you can say your religious friends, your, your faithful, the friends of the faith, and then your secular friends. I think it's important to have both. Um, for the reason of you need those nourishing friendships that you can talk about God anytime. Mm -hmm. Let's go get let's go get some boba. Let's go talk about Jesus. And then other ones where it's not Jesus, not the priority in the relationship of that friendship. Uh, but God could be planting you in that that group of friends to be there for them, to be that light. And uh, you know, at, at times I feel like that, and at times I get made fun of for you know being devout, like, whatever. You're like really trying to follow mm -hmm. Christ. And I'm like, well, if I'm getting made fun of for loving God and putting Him first and like glorifying Him in yeah. everything I do, like, then I guess, you know what, we'll offer up to the Lord, you know, because this is, like, Christ got made fun of for, like, if Christ was not immune to being made fun of for His teachings, the way He lived His life, yeah. who am I as a, you know, follower of Him to not experience some of the same things, yeah. right? Sure. So... I just lift it up to him, and I, I, I you know, it's, it's part of my cross, even though it's really not that bad. But, you know, it sucks because you want to be accepted by your friends, and you want your friends to love you for um, for everything that you are, you know, whether it's, you know, like, especially with how much I love God. Like, I, wanna, I don't want to be made fun of for loving God, and it, it sucks at times. But, you know, now I just shrug it off, and it's like, uh, I'm just here because I care about you. I care about your soul, and if you're going to make fun of me, it's fine. You know, you can be immature, but... If you ever want to open up and talk about God, I am ready, more than ready. Mm. And I, you know, maybe if that means 40 years into our friendship, you finally want to talk about God, and that's the moment I was created for, then so be it. Mm. Um, but, you know, it, it's just, I, it's just, um, I, 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 maybe my friend doesn't care about their soul that much, but I care about my friend's soul that much. Mm. That I will continue to be there for them, even if that means waiting and waiting and waiting mm. for one opportunity where I'm like, hey, like, I know life sucks right now, but like Jesus will fulfill you. He's, you know, He's the Prince of Peace. He's gonna give you that peace that you're yearning for, that you've been looking for your whole whole life, but you didn't know what could satisfy, and that's Christ. It's only Christ. Um, and uh, having serving a lot has really taught me to be patient in people's journey with Christ, because you know, um, they might look at us and be like, oh, those people are on fire. I'll never be like them. It's like. First off, don't compare it. And then second off, everyone's pace is different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone's pace with God is different. Some people are just barely getting... Because I think the hardest thing with faith and the hardest thing building a relationship with someone you can't literally see uh, is trust. And so trust takes a long time to build with God. Uh, for some people, you know, boom, they go on one retreat. I love Jesus. And for the rest of their life, they're yeah. ready to be Catholic and live out the faith. For some, it's a couple retreats. A lot of serving, you know, going to you know, Bible study, stuff like that. And they're still trying to learn how to trust Christ. So learning how to be patient with people, patient with their journey, and being available, I think, is super important, too. Being available to them, like, hey, uh, in terms of, like, especially with uh, one of the fruits of this podcast has been people who aren't as, like, they weren't that devout in their faith. 
are practicing that often have reached out to me. I know they reach out to us uh, individually or together of like, hey, like, I really thank you for the podcast because now like I'm looking into the faith and like that's where that's the beauty of putting yourself out there that you love God is that people who are yearning or thinking about having a relationship with God will reach mm-hmm. out to you and you can be that source to Christ. We're just middlemen. That's all we are. Mm-hmm. We're just instruments. Mm-hmm. And and so I'm just trying to be prepared at all times to be there for a friend who's like, you know, what time is mass? And then I'll look up the times, go mass times at work, find a local church for them and be like, hey, I'll go with you, you know, mm-hmm. or you need to go confession. I know it's been a long time. I can tell you what to say, what the priest is going to ask. Um, so being there, being available for friends is super important to me. Uh, and, and just being patient in people's journey and their process of coming back to Christ, coming to Christ for the first time. Um, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to, um, just to summarize for our listeners is that, um, as you can see from all of us, one of the things is to just be present and be there. Allow God to work through you because in the friendship, you can really um, be God's instrument to save people's souls. And always make sure to keep your friendships um, alive. So put putting the effort in to get mm-hmm. to talk to them. Like as what Kayan was saying, you know, she felt isolated for a while. She's like, okay, I need to put in the effort of praying. Yeah. Um, we need to put in the effort of doing this. And um, have those life-giving friendships. If you're someone who's struggling right now with, you know, you feel like you're not fully yourself, pause and think about why is that? Is it because my friends are not allowing me to be the son or daughter of God, uh, of God that he intended me to be? Is it, um, are they making me feel ashamed of the faith? Whatever it may be, there are those life-giving friendships like this right here um, that will keep you accountable and will keep you on track. So we ask for you to just continue the, continue on working on um, nurturing those friendships and working on them and praying for one another. and. If you're someone who, for example, at one moment can isolated, or, you know, I feel like all of us have faced isolation at some point. Yeah. That's where we talk about where community comes in. Um, and you can listen to that in our other video about <laughs> being Catholic in college, of having those people to journey with. Yeah. Um, one last word that I really want to mention, or one last thing, is that something I realize is that um, true, virtuous, and authentic, and beautiful friendship. The most beautiful friendships are the ones that will help you surrender to God. Mm-hmm. Those are the most beautiful friendships because that's where you see the trust build over time, mm-hmm. not just between you and your friend, um, but even you, that friend, and the triangulation with God and how He's working in that to help bring you closer and closer and closer. And honestly, like when I when I look back and think back on the people in my life who have really done that um, and have been so loving in doing so rather than um, being so intimidating, mm-hmm. it really transforms the way that you look at the people around you and look at the church. Mm-hmm. You know, the church is meant to be a safe space where um, we know that we have people we can turn to to help us in this journey of faith. And the church is really this body of Christ that all of us are made up of. So really find those friendships that help you surrender to God, not in a way that's scary. I know it could seem scary, but find those friendships that can help you ease into God's love and mercy. 
whether it's slowly praying together, doing Bible study together, going to confession mm -hmm. together, yeah. going to daily mass together, or even just sitting in front of the Eucharist in adoration together. Those small moments build up the strongest heart for God. Um, so that's and before Daniel leads us in prayer, I just want to share this quote from St. Thomas Aquinas. There is nothing on this earth more to be prized than true friendship. Yeah, completely agree. All right, guys, well, thank you for listening, and we'll wrap this up in a prayer as we mark ourselves with a sign of love in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, uh, we just want to pray for every single soul who's listening to this. Um, we pray that for those who are really yearning for relationships like this, may you just bless them, Lord, with the people that they need in their life, in this season of life that they may be in. We pray for the relationships uh, that might not be healthy for them. May they find some sort of good out of them. Lord, may you bless those relationships, nourish them. Um, help us to really just wither out any weeds in our garden. Help us to just just plant good seeds, Lord, please, in our lives and those are, who are listening to this. Uh, we pray for more virtuous friendships for everyone in this world, for that will change the world. People who are on fire for you, people who are, are in love with you, walking towards you together as one community, <coughs> as one family, as one church. Uh, Lord, for anyone who's having uh, tough relationships and friendships, friends that might be falling, friendships that might be falling out. We just pray for healing, Lord. We pray for those friendships uh, where people might be might have hurt each other. Pray for healing, your healing hand to come upon them. Uh, and we just pray that you just bless us all on this journey, Lord, as we try to just figure out what you want for us, who you want in our lives, who you want us to grow with, and and grow closer to you. Mostly, most importantly, uh, and we just. Say the prayer that you taught us as you say, Our Father, who art in, in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. St. Thomas Aquinas, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah.